Howdy folks, it's Tuesday the 1st of September 2020, when did that happen? My name is James Taylor and I am the curator in the central hub of Church Wigan and welcome to our new series of daily reflections, which will be focusing on the international season of creation. From now till the 4th of October, these reflections will look at our relationship with God the Creator and the created world. And we'll do this through the lens of key passages in scripture which have the theme of creation and the created order running through. Our text today, unsurprisingly, goes to the very beginning of scripture and we look at the creation narrative in Genesis 1 verses 1 to 25. Our theme today being, and God saw that it was good. Before we get there though, I thought it'd be worthwhile saying a quick word about the international season of creation. The international season of creation is a season of prayer and reflection across different denominations of the Christian faith, particularly looking at our relationship with God and the created world. The advantage of a season of ecumenical prayer and reflection like this is that we get to draw on all the different gifts and experiences that make up the one body of Christ. Joining together, I hope and pray that we'll be able to discern God's will and voice more clearly as we think about environmental issues and how our faith in Christ Jesus speaks into these issues. Let's get stuck in then and dive into Genesis 1 verses 1 to 25. I'm reading from the New Revised Standard Version Anglicised Edition. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, the first day. And God said, Let there be a dome in the midst of the waters, and let it separate the waters from the waters. So God made the dome and separated the waters that were under the dome from the waters that were above the dome. And it was so. God called the dome sky, and there was evening and there was morning, the second day. And God said, Let the waters under the sky be gathered together into one place. And let the dry land appear, and it was so. God called the dry land earth, and the waters that were gathered together he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let the earth put forth vegetation, plants yielding seed and fruit trees of every kind on earth that bear fruit, with the seed in it. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed of every kind, and trees of every kind bearing fruit with the seed in it. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the third day. And God said, Let there be lights in the dome of the sky to separate the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years, and let them be lights in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth. And it was so. God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule the day 
and the lesser light to rule the night and the stars. God sent them in the dome of the sky to give light upon the earth, to rule over the day and over the night, and to separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening and there was morning, the fourth day. And God said, Let the waters bring forth swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth across the dome of the sky. So God created the great sea monsters and every living creature that moves of every kind, with which the waters swarm and every winged bird of every kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and there was morning, the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures of every kind, cattle and creeping things and wild animals of the earth of every kind. And it was so. God made the wild animals of the earth of every kind, and the cattle of every kind, and everything that creeps upon the ground of every kind. And God saw that it was good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. It's unusual to come across people these days that don't believe that we as human beings have had an impact on creation. Evidence is all around us to prove what sort of effect humanity has had on the world. One of the images that struck me near the beginning of the lockdown was of all the fish returning to the canals of Venice in Italy, included as a link to an article and image from the Guardian online. As the boats stopped, the waters became cleaner and filled with life again, jellyfish and seaweed to name a couple. In those weeks of transformation in the Venice canals, the world saw a real-life example of the events described in our reading from Genesis. In the beginning, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep. Now, the canals in Venice may not have been formless and devoid of all life, but looking at the videos and photos of the Venetian canals before and after lockdown, you can certainly see the difference. How much better do they look cleaner with nature thriving in them? It's a joy to see. Perhaps that's why God created creation in the first place, to bring and see the joy of abundant life. When life is created, it isn't just one or two creatures that come forth, but swarms of living creatures, every winged bird, plants yielding seed of every kind and trees of every kind, bearing fruit with the seed in it, and living creatures of every kind. Whether you're a creationist who believes that Genesis is a word-by-word -word historical account or not, what is clear here is the abundance that the editors of the Pentateuch the first five books of the Bible, want to convey. The God we believe in is not stingy. God doesn't provide the bare minimum, but when life comes forth, it is in abundance. This theme of abundance is seen throughout scripture. The covenant with Abraham, in which God says Abraham's descendants will be like the stars in the sky and the grains in the sand. In 1 Kings 17, Elijah encounters the widow Zerphath, the little amounts of flour and the oil the widow has do not run out, and as a result, the widow and her child are able to live. Fast forward to the New Testament and Christ's miracles at the wedding at Cana, and the feeding of the four and five thousand, once more 
point to abundance. Lastly, the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ point towards the abundance of God's love and grace to all of creation. When we read the Bible, it is clear that no one is meant to go without. There is plenty to go around. The fact that many do go without today is a sign of the injustice in the world and a sign of how far things have gone wrong in this world. Reading the creation narrative in Genesis should provoke us to ask the questions as to why so many go without and spur us on as Christians to push back against this lack of provision. There's plenty to talk about in this passage, but the last point I want to draw out is that humanity doesn't get a mention, and I believe this is a good thing. We see in the first 25 verses of the Bible that creation gets on just fine without humanity running around. Yes, there is a call to custodianship later in the creation narrative, but that too is a role of servitude to the creation, not creation serving humanity. A lot of the environmental issues we are dealing with today are partly, if not entirely, down to a lack of forward thinking on humanity's part, and a toxic attitude of human beings being superior to the rest of creation. Only one being is superior, and that is God. When it comes to addressing and mending the damage of that toxic superiority, it can be overwhelming to fathom how anything we do as individuals will make any sort of difference. Truth be told, deciding to recycle more or going vegan won't make a difference as actions on their own. They make a difference when there's a change in culture and behaviours, as well as individual efforts joining with the national and international efforts to reverse climate change and the damage to creation. Fortunately for us as Christians, the God we believe in, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, is in the business of bringing about change so we're not on our own, folks. As well as practical ways of responding to environmental issues, I'd also like to commend the work of a theologian I have had the pleasure of working with and training with in Durham. Hannah Malcolm is an ordinand at Cramner Hall, studying for a PhD on the theology of climate and ecological grief. If you're on Twitter, give her a follow on at Hannah Malcolm or check out her website at hannahmalcolm.wordpress.com. The creation narrative shows us that creation is made complete when it's full of life and that life is able to thrive. We see that abundance is the norm, not the exception for life, and the fact that many face a lack of abundance shows where humanity has had a negative impact on creation. Lastly, creation is not dependent on humanity, we might be part of the solution to the issues of climate and creation, but only because we are servants, custodians that God has chosen to join in with God's healing work. May this international season of creation inspire us to seek out how God is bringing healing, and may we have the courage to join in with that healing action and see that the creation is still good. Let's end our time together in prayer. Across Church Wigan, the Diocese of Liverpool and with Christians all over the world, let's say the Lord's Prayer together, in whatever form or language brings us closer to God. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, 
and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Thank you for your time today, folks, and may God bless us and be with us today and always.